All right, here we go. Pow! From Trenton! Woo! What Trenton makes, the world takes! What's up, gamblers? We're back for week three of Everly and Allen's Degenerate Talks. Welcome, Degenerates. So, as we all know, we're getting into the best time of college basketball, good time of NBA. XFL is finally up and running. We got NASCARs going. Golf's getting in the big swing of things. So, Golf, big big time right now. Golf guy, big time. Masters coming up soon. Tigers 12-1, to I think. I mean, if you're not putting your life savings on that, I don't know what you're doing. The house, the family, the kids. Let's get it, pitter-patter. Let's get at it. Anyway, so on today's episode, we're going to go over some college basketball stuff. I have an interesting statistic on how to figure out a group of teams that can win the national championship, potentially. Um, Alan has some NBA stuff. He wants to go a little into the XFL and then actually has a couple NASCAR picks for you. Um, I know nothing about NASCAR besides they make left-hand turns. So <laughs> Yes, um, I don't know. It's one of those things where I was like, you know what? I used to be big in NASCAR and... I started watching, I watched the Daytona 500, and it kind of like reignited that little bit of interest, and NASCAR has a little pattern to it. I think uh, NASCAR is kind of like, like watching professional sports, you know, in general. You know, they just have that little bit of feeling on who's going to win, so we'll see what happens here. That NASCAR, golf, tennis, um, all those like professional sports that people are really good at doing, uh, cornhole soon to be. Uh, yes. You could figure yes. out stuff, if you, especially if you watch it and you, you know what you're looking for, you could figure out, like you said, patterns different things like that, what people play better or race better in different tracks, different conditions, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. So with that, we're going to have a quick little story time about how I had San Fran, and this is a gambling tip too, I had San Francisco plus 17 and a half last night against Gonzaga. They were up They were up nine and a half, and I went to sleep because I said, oh, I'm sweat free, sweat free, even if they'll lose, I'll still cover the number, no big deal. Uh, Gonzaga went on to win the game by 17. So I did cover the line closed 16 and a half. So for those of you that had Sam Fran at 16 and a half or 17, you that pushed or lost for those of you that got the number early at 18, 17 and a half, you won your bet. That's why it is always key to get good numbers. If you see a number move five points, don't just bet it because someone said, Oh, sharps are on it or something. They bet that number five points higher. They didn't bet it where it's at. That's just something to pay attention to. Sometimes it can keep you off a play. Sometimes it can put you on a play. It can go vice versa. Maybe the line moved too far. Now it's in favor of you. So you're like, okay, well, I'll take the extra two points I got out of it. I just, I really like to, to state that, that getting the best of the number is huge in this. Like half point here, point here. It, it's the difference between wins and losses left and right. Yeah, like like me and you talk about too. I mean, live betting isn't, isn't uh a bad thing to do. I mean, if you don't like the opening number, there's nothing wrong with sitting down and watching a quarter and then saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I feel about it. Exactly. And even if you change your opinion, like if you start watching a college game or an NBA game and you go in with the mindset of betting team A, but you see team B looks better, team B looks healthier, but hey, maybe team A's hit a couple threes and they're, 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 they, they haven't missed a three. They're, they're five for five from deep in the first quarter. Hey, it doesn't hurt to look at the other side. As long as you're getting the key with live betting, and I always preach this, get better than what you could have got pregame. So if you can get plus one pregame. Well, yeah, like leaning like one way. And I'm like, uh, I watched the game. 
and you just know how it's going to end up playing out. Like, in your mind, like, you just see it. Like, you get to the final quarter, you're like, the drama is set in. You know what I mean? Like, this is just how it's going to play out. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it doesn't. Like, like you know, like I've said, you know, you don't like the number, wait on it. Wait till you get the number you do like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just um, never, never be the person, because I know some people have told me, oh, I can get this team at minus five right now. Should, should I bet it? Well, you could have got them at plus five pregame. So, so why are you betting it? That's a, that's a dumb number. It you can get a better number pregame. I know it's in game, and you gotta think different. But the pregame number normally is correct, or numbers will become the close will end up somewhere near like last night, the San Diego game or the uh, Gonzaga game, San Fran game. It ended seventeen. The line closed sixteen and a half. San Fran was up nine at half. Like these numbers, people in Vegas. I'm not saying they know more than us. They just have good power ratings and markets move things because smarter, smart money knows where stuff's going to move and stuff. So those numbers matter a lot. That's why base your decisions off what the market is. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my uh, five-minute ramble about proper gambling etiquette. Now, with that, we're going to jump into some college basketball first. Uh, Duke update. Alan, did you see Duke uh, two nights ago? I, I did, you know, I even saw the boy go off a little bit on, on you know, the Twitter, the famous Twitter uh, rant. Uh, I did, I refrained from texting you. I just, uh, I didn't, I just didn't want to push the issue. So, as everyone knows, I'm a Duke fan, but I'm a Duke, like, I'll tell you how I see it with these guys. And I, I had NC State. Uh, I won't lie to you. I had NC State plus seven and a half. Now, did I want Duke to win? Obviously, I wanted Duke to win. I always want Duke to win. I'm not going to cheer against Duke. Even if I have money on the other side, Duke can still win by seven points, and I win a bet. But when I saw that first half, I said, this game's over. I said, there's no way they're coming back. They, NC State was just out hustling them, out playing them. They, they were doing everything right. Hey, I give it to NC State. I'm glad they got a good 20-point win at home. It was Coach K's largest um, deficit to a unranked team in his coaching career. And hey, it happens. But I did tweet out as what Alan's talking about is I said, Duke might get in as a two or three still. They probably will get in as a two or three. They're probably right around where Penn state's at that two, three line. They're not going to get a one now, obviously. And there's going to be a, you know, go ahead, go ahead, there's, there's going to be a 15 seed or a 14 seed like Mercer, like Lehigh did it. If they get a team that could shoot, slow the game down, uh, someone that could, a big inside that can kind of guard carry. Watch out, I, I Duke's on upset alert if you ask me. Well, like the the point I was gonna say is too. I mean, I feel like Duke was due for one. I mean, they were just due for like a little a little mix up there. I mean, they were playing people close. I mean, look what I mean. North Carolina's trash this year. They played them. I mean, yeah, it's a great rivalry. That's what we talk about. Like those are the games we live for. But at the same time, I mean, there, there comes a time when you're a championship team. You don't you don't falter at moments like that. You know what I mean? Hey, that's what you think, but you you, you don't like seeing that on February seventeenth or whenever oh, the hell it was. Yeah, that's exactly. that's the killer. That's the killer. Exactly. So that leads me right into my next topic about what to look for in a championship team. Now we're getting closer to March. Um, some futures. I did add another future. I'll talk about that a little later. Um, this is something that I'm really getting into. Like, what's the makeup of a college football was a national championship team? What's the makeup of a of an MVP, what's the makeup of a, a March Madness champion? What what statistically do they have going into the tournament or late in the season that you could almost find and figure out, okay, these teams have this type of makeup, so look in this set of teams. Look at this five, six teams. Now, outside of 
since UConn has won national championship, which they won in 2014, I think 2011. I know this because my mom has won like three college basketball pools all with UConn. <laughs> yeah, and they were they, they well when they had Kemba. I mean that was insane. But I think they were yeah. all they were all over five seeds. I think they were a seven seed last time they won. They beat Butler in fourteen. If I if I'm thinking correctly, what I'm saying is outside of them, every single national championship since like the year two thousand has had a defensive efficiency inside the top fifty. Now that might mean what the hell does that mean? Defensive efficiency is basically an advanced stat for how good you are defensively, how good you can defend the ball, blah, blah, blah. So you would think most of your good teams are going to be at the top of the threshold. Yes and no. So some teams that are right at the number, Florida State, number eight team in the country, well, they're 53. So they're right around there. But Nova, 66. Uh, Kentucky, 82. Uh, Penn State's at 50. Seton Hall's 53. Now, I'm just spitting numbers out. And no, Maybe no one's really following right now, but Defensive efficiency is very predictable to who can win a national championship. So if you were top 50 going into the tournament in here, likelihood of one of these teams in this area being in the national championship or being in the final four at least is more likely than a team that's like at 100 or in the 80s like Kentucky is. Now, with that being said, this year is wide open. So you have to look at this. Plus, what I would add in is if you have a player that's a stud like a Miles Powell, like a wild card guy that can just go out and win you games. That's also a stud that also helps. So this leads me into the future. I just bet this morning, I bet Arizona, they are 37th in defensive efficiency. They have three guys on their team that are potential first rounders and they're young. They're all freshmen. So the thought here is can, uh, Arizona did lose a couple games early in the season, but they play Oregon tomorrow. If they beat Oregon, their national championship odds are going to jump. I got them at 30-1 to 1 today. If they win over this weekend, um, I say they, they probably open back up around 20-1, to 1, even maybe in the teens. They're right in there with Seton Hall. They're a team that Arizona's been there. Arizona's coach has been there. They, they know what it takes to win a national championship. And with a freshman team, I don't like backing freshman teams. Like, obviously, Duke, we saw what happened last year. Kentucky, in years past, they've faltered. But a team like this can grow. And then by the time they get to March, they go through the conference tournament because the Pac-12, it's not a hard conference, but it's it's competitive at least. It's not like Gonzaga or San Diego State. By the time they get into March and start playing the first round, second round games, these guys are going to be so well-equipped. I think it's a good team. I think they can end up on the 3-4 line, and they're they're a sneaky team to watch out for. Um, I don't know if you have an opinion on, on Arizona at all or any of these college teams. Uh, I kind of like what you said about, you know, uh... We're numbers guys here. I mean, we talk about that often, me and Ev, and, and we let you go. We talk about it on the show here and let you guys know. Um, for sure, though, defense efficiency is one of those things where, like, uh, you, you look up predictable patterns to make your betting a little odd, a little more better, you know, uh, better chance to win. The other thing I'm big on, too, is um, I know Ev will agree with this, is, is uh, can a team def- defensively uh, or offensively get themselves second, second chance points? And that's uh, that that's I just wanted to throw that in there too. I mean, like you said, like certain players, you know, Arizona. Um, I've watched by two or three of their games this year. So they do look rather well for being rather they're young. I mean, but these kids they show up to play every week. And going off exactly what you said, there were second chance points. That's where I look at it. And when I bet a college team, like I bet two games tonight, any game I bet on, likelihood of that team being better, being higher up in getting offensive rebounds and being taller. That are, they are my definite two things I look at because 
like you said, second chance points matter so much because if you're getting extra possessions and the other team isn't getting those extra possessions, obviously basic math here. So to round this all up, I'll get more into this later on. I'm hoping it made sense with how I kind of, kind of broke it down there. We're going to, we're, when we have a full, just once the bracket comes out, we'll have a full March madness, like kind of podcast and I'll be able to break these numbers down and give you a, a little firmer like grasp. Um, the last thing I do want to say is San Diego State is 14th and Duke is 18. So I'm not saying these teams are done. I don't like Duke this year to win national championship. I don't like San Diego State to win national championship. But according to these numbers, they are the two highest um, up there with Kansas too. Um, that's enough with uh, all the numbers talk. We'll jump into a couple picks I have for tonight. Uh, Sacred Heart plus two and a half against Merrimack. Merrimack's a zone team. They actually can't be in the tournament for the next, uh, I think, four or five years. Um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's only three years. Merrimack's a good team. They like slow the, slow the ball down. But, hey, Sacred Heart's taller. They get offensive rebounds. And I know Merrimack does play a zone, but they're not that tall. So, obviously, that's probably why they play a zone. But you work it inside, which I think Sacred Heart can do here. Um, I like them as the short road dog. And my other pick is Iona at a pick against Ryder. This line actually moved to one. I still like it at one. Once again, same thing here. Iona at home, shooting team, rebounding team. Ryder, once again, a smaller team. Um, Give me them on this light Friday night card. Um, Alan, did you, uh, you didn't bet any college basketball recently, have you? I took, um, I actually went into, I dipped into the old uh, SEC there, and I bet the 150 under on the LSU game the other night, and, uh, well, I lost. I mean, I bet the over, and I lost. So, uh, I think the game came out to, like, 120-something. It was something, I don't know. But I've been watching a lot of of SEC ball. I used to really be into, like, Syracuse for men's basketball, but I really haven't watched too much of them. I like their coach a lot. Well, that's that's per. I do like Syracuse too. If they can get into the tournament, they're once again in our team because they have the zone. They can make stuff happen. Talking yeah. SEC, that's actually a good spot for tomorrow. Auburn plays Tennessee at home. So Auburn was, I know last week we yelled about fade Auburn, fade Auburn, fade Auburn. They finally lost two games. They lost their last two games on the road, which they should have lost because they should have ran out of gas. Frauds. Frauds, right? Yeah. Now, this is going with, you can't just keep the same opinion on these teams. Auburn lost their two games. Now they're rested up. Now they're back at home. They're playing a Tennessee team that their best win on the road is against Alabama by a point. Now we know Alabama just heaves threes, and at home they're good. But Alabama is not a a great team overall. So Tennessee does not win a lot of games on the road. Auburn at home, this should be a short number under three. I'm looking to back Auburn here. I think this is a great situational spot for them. They are frauds still. Of course they're frauds. But Tennessee's not good either, and this is just a, a good spot to back Auburn. Well, that's what we talked about kind of like last week, you know, when we were talking, I mean, different sport, but uh, you have a team that, you know, they're, oh, everybody's high and mighty on, right? It shifts the numbers the right way. You get that you get that specific number that it's an automatic winner. You know what I mean? Like, you almost look at it. Like, I'm not saying there's no automatic wins in, in betting, but I'm just saying, like, you just have such a great feeling about it, it's hard not to take it. Exactly. And uh, that brings us into another one, DePaul against Georgetown. No one wants to bet DePaul. DePaul sucks, right? Everyone, they they can't do anything well, but they're playing Georgetown. Georgetown is without Matt McClung. Probably, make sure this is official before you would put a bet in. McClung should be out for this game. It might be official. He's probably going to be out for the season. I think he did something to his left shoulder or left arm. Not good. I did like the kid. He was a hell of a player. Hope he comes back next year because I think Georgetown could be a hell of a team next year. 
They're so young. They're not deep at the bench. This is a game, Georgetown, after I lost McClung against Providence um, two nights ago, I bet Providence second half at a pick. They were down four. Providence ended up winning by like 10. This is, once again, just a straight-up Georgetown. I'm not saying they're dead. They could still win. They, they've won a game without McClung this year. This is a game DePaul come back at home. It's an ugly team to back. But as we said, the numbers are going to be favoring Georgetown here because the public's going to be looking at DePaul as they suck. Why are we going to back them? So you're going to get an extra point, maybe even two points of value out of them here. I'm going to probably back in DePaul tomorrow, as will I be backing BYU playing Gonzaga. Once again, fading Gonzaga again. Fun stat here. Uh, BYU shoots 46% from deep in conference. Now, that went down a little bit after last night after they played Santa Clara. Didn't shoot that great. They started off slow. It could have been a fade BYU spot. I didn't personally like it. I didn't bet it. I think they... They ended up pushing or just barely covering. So this is basically a Gonzaga team that they are good, but if they face someone that's big inside and can rebound, get second chance opportunities, that's exactly what you have here in BYU. BYU is able to do that. BYU could shoot the rock. They could defend. They can get inside. Tilly for Gonzaga, He's question, he was questionable last night, probably be questionable again. If he somehow wouldn't play or gets injured during the game, this is a big BYU spot. I think this is a prime upset alert, even though the line is probably going to be around a pick or one for Zaga. I'm going to be back in BYU all day long. And our last one here, I just want to talk about this, Jalen Harris out of Nevada. Kid's been a stud. He's dropped 30 in his last three games. He has 26, 27, 21, 19 in there. Last like 10 games, he's averaging like 28 or 29 points. He scored 38 one game. This kid's a stud. Nevada's also a team to watch out for in their conference tournament. And tomorrow, um, probably going to be looking to back them. Not sure yet. I did just want to say because Jalen Harris is a stud. He's going to be a guy to watch out for in the uh, NBA one day. So that about wraps up college basketball. Alan, do you have anything else to add for that? Um, the only other thing is, uh, I mean, uh, how about Penn State going down to Illinois? I mean, we talked about the AO kid. Uh, he's a freaking showtime player. I mean, ridiculous, right? Yeah. So uh, a couple of buddies of mine, they texted me. They said, uh, they said, what, what do you think about the Penn State game? Because it's on 630, blah, 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 blah. I said, listen, the line's inflated. If the Sumu plays, it's an Illinois spot. If the Sumu's out, it's a try to get Penn State under three live. The Sumu was in, obviously. And look what he did. He had 23. Crazy. I think he had 11 or 12 in the second half. He had free throws at the end of the clinch it. Kid's a hell of a player. Um, I actually kind of like Illinois to make a run. I'm thinking Big Ten tournament is a potential for them. If not, early in the tournament, definitely go look to back Illinois because they're once again that team with the sumo, a guy that can take over a game. They're a fun team to watch, though, aren't they? Oh, my God. It was, it was incredible. Uh, I honestly, like, can't remember the last time I really sat down. It was like, oh, my God, like – it takes a little bit to impress me. Like I'm not a huge like like basketball guru at all either. I think I think it. I just love watching the kid play. He just he's like exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's what you like in a guy. You, you like a guy that can shoot the rock. He can drive. He can do everything out there. And especially coming off a, a scary injury when he uh, he injured himself in the last play of the game against Michigan State, could have won the game. I was really yeah. worried for the. I didn't want him to do anything. But I I want to see these guys play. Um, I'm glad he's back though. I'm glad he's good. I hope they make a run. But on the on the Penn State side. Um, 33 to one. I got them. I think they're down to 30 to one. They're actually one of the most bet. They're the most tickets written to win the national championship. Penn state don't like seeing that, um, at all, but 
I still think they get in as a two or three, and to have a team 33 to one at the two or three line, I'll take it any day of the week. That was pretty much it on basketball, uh, college basketball for me anyway. Yeah, so uh, wrap it up. Uh, send it right into the NBA here. Um, once again, the Sixers are back. JoJo had a great game last night. Um, Alan, the floor is yours, buddy. Tough, man. They are they are looking tough. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Sixers keep playing like this. They actually might win a playoff game this year. <laughs> Shut up. But, um, as long as it doesn't go Game Seven against Kawhi, we'll be fine. I know. Um, a little. Uh, little Friday action here. We have my picks for tonight. Um, I took I took the uh, Mavericks minus four, or you could snipe money line, or you could wait till the line moves because the line's going to shift as the game starts. But uh, 91% is on the Mavericks tonight, so I took them again, took the Mavericks minus four. Uh, Nuggets, okay, and there's no injuries for that game either. That's what it's just, this is, this is fresh out the all-star break. You're gonna see some real good basketball, I think, these next two weeks. Yeah, that's what you think, and then and then Ben Simmons comes up uh, on the injury report the like hours before the game starts. I know. Yeah, that was sick. I hate I hate betting. That that's what bothers me about betting too. Like it, they don't release that information right away. Like that's what bugs me. I mean, you're looking everything up you can, obviously all the research and stuff, but nothing will come out. They'll just be like, oh, you know, like remember betting uh, OKC a couple weeks ago, you know, after the whole uh, Kobe Bryant uh, tragedy, and uh, Chris Paul was out because of personal reasons, and they didn't post that till an hour and a half before the game. Yes, yeah, so that's why I don't bet NBA. That's why I don't bet NBA. But I don't even know why I'm saying anything because college basketball, you won't find out if a player's in or out until you watch the game. So I mean, yeah, I know it sucks. They need to it's, fix it. They, it's it's seriously there. It needs to be fixed. If we're gonna legally be betting on this sport, we we should know hours in advance what's going on. I agree. I agree. I feel like that should be open information. Um. So again, Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets OKC game tonight. Uh, minus one and a half. I like OKC. Seventy four percent. This is kind of shocking. Uh, a lot of people are snagging uh, Nuggets plus two tonight. Seventy four percent of the money's on them. Uh. Only injury is uh, Will Barton. Uh, he's questionable. Should play tonight, I think. Um, but I don't know what the deal is here. Uh, why everybody's so high and mighty on the Nuggets? I mean, they kind of did get on a. I mean, OKC was kind of on a like a getting their ass kicked here and there for a little while. Uh, I mean, they lost to the Celtics, and I know they lost to the Mavericks. But you know what? I think I think they're going to come out fresh after the All Star break. I think the team's going to come out, and I think they're going to win. I think they're they're going to cover that one as one and a half. So. Make sure you put the wife, kids, the money, everything. Put the dog on it. You know, that's that's my pick of the day for sure. Anything you want to add to that one, Evan? Yeah, I was just going to say, I was looking at the line. It, would, it opened two, down to one and a half. I mean, NBA lines are weird because it's a, it's much different than the college market. I'm, I'm much more in tune with the college market. The college market, um, a lot less money bet on those games, so a lot less money moves the line. NBA games, obviously, there's a lot more hold on them and a lot more two-way action and stuff like that. So it's it is interesting. Um, you said you're back in OKC. Uh, I don't I don't hate it. You a short home favorite. It's never a bad thing to. And I'm sure a game like this, if you sit down and watch it, you could probably get plus three or plus five on each side of this game if you oh, if you watch. 100%, yeah, and that's what that's one thing I love about this. Um, they'll, they they do adjust the lines accordingly during the game, and there's sometimes you catch them slipping. You got to be quick with your fingers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's actually I was uh, talking to my one professor and he uh, he said there's a there's a new thing coming out. I think it's called Slick Bet or something. They're 
they're actually trying to come up with a, an algorithm that can factor in injuries and and mo- momentum and stuff like that. I said to him, I said, there's no way in hell they're going to be able to do that. But he said, hey, this this it's a new company. They're coming out. They're trying to do it. So I said, hey, more power to them. I just don't think it's going to be able to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. This is tough. This is, this is, uh, this is a man brain kind of deal where you just, you know, these people have good insides and, and whatever else that lead them to these things. You know, I, I'm, I agree with you. I think that'll be tough to do. It'll be interesting to see, though. It would be. Would. It would be. So, moving on, uh, Lakers-Grizzlies. Now, we all know I like to rant about the Lakers because they take me off unbelievably because they should be – I mean, they win games, but they just don't win games uh, by a, uh, what do you call it, defining factor. You know what I mean? They, they don't show up and just show out. It always is a drama soccer with this team. Like, So, for that being said, uh, 69% is on the Lakers. Anthony Davis is probable for tonight. I don't know if he's going to sit out or he's going to play. We'll see what happens. But let me tell you something. This is this is in Memphis. They're playing the Grizzlies tonight. I took Memphis plus eleven. This is this is one of the more average NBA teams. But let me tell you something. The Grizzlies play ball and they play with anybody they can and they keep up. I've I mean I'm, I'm just kind of sold on that that plus eleven tonight. So I don't know if you. What do you think, Ev? I think it's it's the Lake Show. There's always uh there's always drama out there, so that's what you have to expect with them. But uh yeah, obviously AD big uh big contributor out there. If he's in or if he's out, that couldn't move the line. Um, and one thing I'd like to add about injuries, if you I know I say this like every week, but I, I keep because I know I get I still get my buddies text me. Oh, so and so is out. Should I bet the other side? No, it's already factored into the line. Don't worry about even if LeBron's out, it's already yeah. factored into the line, so you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Um, uh, I was going to do a nice little Friday party parlay, you know. Uh, we all love a little parlay action sometimes. So, my four-team parlay that I made myself, uh, I'm sharing with the world, so don't, don't go stealing my mojo, is Wizards, Pacers, Raptors, Bucks. At plus 205, your boy threw 100 now. So here we go. It's going to be a rowdy one again tonight. Sins will be made. Last rites will be read. The boy might burn the place down if he wins this one. <laughs> I'll I'll drink a few for you tonight for that one. I, that was that was like a that was like an Allen bomb you just dropped on this. I know. If that, that's that's my Friday night picks. Uh, I really didn't look into Saturday too much to be honest with you. I wasn't really concerned with uh, Saturday betting. Because I was going to shift my attention to the XFL. I feel like we're in week three. We know who's good and we know who's not good. Are you okay if we move on to the XFL? Yeah, let's jump over to the XFL. I know the the people probably do want a little XFL talk because who doesn't like to watch a little bit of football on the weekend? I mean, if you're not slaving over basketball or at a cornhole tournament like I am all the time, then why not watch some football? Yeah, or or, uh, working out your biceps like when I put the glass bottle from the table to my face. Exactly. I'm with you. Now, you got to switch hands Uh, once in a while because you're going to get disproportionate. I know. My mama taught me well, so I know. But the other thing, too, is uh, so we're in week three with this. I I know me and Ev, beginning, we're like, ah, we'll just watch it, you know, kind of get sold on it. And we talked the last two weeks pretty much about how we think this is designed to be scoring, which it is, obviously. 
but I think uh, after watching these games, man, I think the defense is outperforming offense in this league right now. And I think that's a, that's an awesome thing. You know what I'm saying? I was just going to say that to you. Um, I, I saw something with uh, a Pat McAfee made a comment, said something about the quarterbacks are just not good, and that that's the problem with this league right now. If you had really good quarterbacks, I think you'd have more faces and you'd have more high-scoring games and stuff like that. And I, I agree. And the thing with that is, I think you're 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 scooping up lesser quality quarterbacks, lesser quality offensive guys, and defenses are just having their ways with with these quarterbacks. They know how to beat them, they know how to defend them, and I agree with you too. Scoring's fun, but watching defense is fine with me too. Oh my god, I, I love it. I love defensive football. I mean, defense wins championships, like we talked about before. No matter what sport you're in, if you can defend, because defending is. Is where you have your most, your most courage, your uh, that that it factor about your team. You can stop somebody, and your con- the confidence booster is, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And you stop somebody. Defense wins championships. That's the bottom line. But um, some picks I want to throw out there for you this week. I know we said about not betting, but I'm not gonna lie. Alan threw this money himself down. He did. Oh no, you, we can start. Bad. We can start betting the XFL now. Like you said, we're in week yeah. three. We, we know some stuff about this team. I mean, th- this is the prime time where if, if you know a if you know these teams well, you could beat the market easily now. Yeah. Um. So we got the Houston Roughnecks at uh, Tampa Bay uh, Vipers. The Roughnecks are two and zero. Vipers, awful teams, zero and two. I'm taking minus six and a half for the the Roughnecks. Um, Dallas Renegades, Sea Dragons here. Uh, we got. They're both one and one. I'm going to take the Sea Dragons plus four and a half. Uh, we got the New York Guardians, uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, um, both one and one. But I'm going to take the Guardians plus nine and a half. I don't see this team getting blown up plus nine and a half. And I, I think this number is really inflated because Mountain Glen looked awful last week. Uh, I don't, I, have, I don't know if you watched him play. He threw two interceptions. He was complaining about all the they didn't pick, pick up offense. Uh, on the offensive side of football, and I was just sitting there thinking to myself, you know, well, if you wouldn't give the ball away, your offense would be an improvement. You know what I mean? It was just sick. Yeah, so last week, I didn't actually see any of these games live. I was, like I said, I was at a cornhole tournament. There was actually a couple uh, professional cornhole players there. No big deal, no big deal. Um, But I came back, and I was, I was, uh, I was hanging out with the girl most of the time, watching a little bit of hoops. Uh, I didn't catch any of these games live. I did see the box scores. And I did see that McGloin. I did see some tweets. McGloin was getting pissed off. I agree with you. This is a prime buy low, sell high spot. Um, coming off nine and a half points is, and like we said, defensive league almost ten points. That's a lot to to lay on a team. And uh, I, I I don't mind this bet at all. I like it actually. And the other one, uh, the other game this week is uh, my boy Ted Pavelton coaching the DC Defenders. I mean, man, this team looks sharp. They're two and zero. Hey, nice hey, you you were the one to say it. You started off when we first said, even before one game was played, you said to watch out for them because of him. So I hundred percent props to you on that. You you had a you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, just the way the way these guys and most of them coach a lot of college football, and that's why. And I'm a big college guy. I have to tell you that. I mean, we just love college sports to both of us, no matter what it is. Um, these guys. Uh, I mean, everybody rags on Jim Harbaugh. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is kind of a wickety, uh, what do you call that, a witty coach or whatever. But he puts good guys around him. Pep Hamilton is probably one of the best, if not. I'm surprised he wasn't working at the NFL level, to be honest with you. I don't know what's it, what what happened there or what, what the deal was. But I'm pretty sold. Like, if the futures come out for um, the XFL, D.C. defenders, lay the house on it. 
put the mortgage on there, the kids, the wife, you know, like I say, the whole times. Um, flip some deals, man. This is it. DC Defenders, minus eight against the LA Wildcats. The LA Wildcats are another awful team, man. They're 0-2. They just, I don't even know what to say about them. Just pure trash. But um, anything you want to add there? In my opinion, what what the what odds makers are trying to do is they might not actually know the the true line for like the defenders against um all these other teams. The, their true number might be over two scores. So oh God, I think I think they're putting around eight nine. They're trying to scare people off. They're trying to think because most people are gonna think like NFL key number seven, right? Well, in this seven doesn't matter as much because teams can get one, two, or three extra points. And personally, I just think. They're putting these numbers high enough that it looks good. It looks like, oh, I could I could take some points here. I can get over a touchdown here. I like where your mind's at here. I think the line, it, maybe in two, three weeks, they might readjust this line. And, and if they play this game in two or three weeks, it might be up to 13, 13 and a half, even 14. So I, I like where your head's at here because I do agree. The defenders are clearly by far the best team in this league. Oh, 100%. Like I said, uh, if, if you get futures out on them, take the defenders, man. They're winning the ball. I will... And if they don't, I will personally let you come to my house. I will send you all my address, and you can come punch me in the face. Every single one of you. Moving on. <laughs> uh, um, I, one thing I wanted to say, too, is uh, Dallas looked better with Landry Drones. I mean, if, I know you didn't catch it uh, live, but this is this was the most until I think between Pep Hamilton, I was most excited to see Landry Jones. Obviously, and Bob Stoops. But um, Landry Jones ended up being... He helped his team out. They they, they just look. They moved the ball a lot more smoothly. Then when they got into the red zone, they just looked more comfortable. Like I said, I'm just excited that Andrew Jones is back. And that might be the so, thing too. Like remember, that's only it's only his first week back. So this week coming up, he might be a guy that could be a face of this of this league. He could be a quarterback that can be a face of this league because he has the name. He's he's proven it before. He's with Stoops. Um, I I agree with you. I, I think this could be he could be a really good fit, and he could be one of those like we said a. There's no quarterback real that's, like, the guy. Like, there's no Tom Brady in this league. I'm not saying he could be Tom Brady, but he could be the, the quarterback that's the face of this of the XFL. Oh, 100%. I, I completely agree with that. Um, so, that's pretty much it for XFL. I mean, this is another day of pure sit-down, crack a cold one with the boys, you know, look up at the or the girls. I know I keep saying that all the time, but can't, you know, where it's 2020. Can't be the same one thing. Gotta include everybody, which I'm for. So, anyways, we're, we're team everybody. We love everyone. Yes. Yelly. Yes, we do. Anyways, so that's uh that's my lock on the XFL for the weekend. Um, the other thing I wanted to move into was uh, NASCAR. I mean, I know you guys are all like, "Oh, NASCAR, redneck sport." Uh, what are you doing? Uh, smoking marble reds with your bullet? No, 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 no. I love NASCAR. Uh, it's probably one of my. It used to be one of my favorite sports to watch. I used to race a little bit uh, back in the day, dirt track. Uh, but anyways, uh, my two picks for Las Vegas are Harvick or Blaney. I mean, you will go look at the odds yourself. You like ten bucks on this, you might walk away with hundred bucks, two hundred bucks if they win. This is just one of those things where you just lay a little bit of money down and you hope and pray because racing is probably. I mean, yeah, it's everybody's like to turn left and. It's about pitting, and it's about this, and blah, blah, blah. It's boring. But the, my favorite thing to, to, to do is turn on the last 10 laps of this race. Um, I, 
I did it with Daytona. I wanted to also uh, reach out and uh, send prayers. Uh, well, obviously Ryan Newman recovered well. He was in an awful, awful crash at the end of the Daytona 500. Um, I thankfully walked out of the hospital with his two daughters. Uh, yeah, I, there, there, were, there were people saying that was that was like the uh, the Earnhardt uh, when he died. That looked the same, and people even said they had no clue how he even survived that. So you, you yes. are that's the thing. Uh, with, with with NASCAR, it's, it, it's left turns, but it is it's a very dangerous sport. It's, I mean, like I said, last 10, 20 laps, that's the time you want to watch this sport. This is when people are making moves, they get aggressive. It's like it's like watching the fourth quarter of a, of a football game, man. It's just it's exciting. Um, the other thing I kind of forgot about was, did you catch Atlanta last night? The the Hawks game. The Hawks game. I, I saw the I saw some highlights of it. I know. I know uh, Trey Young was going off. Oh, my God. Aver- I mean, yeah, he averages 30 points this season. But he put up 50, 50 points last night. Well, he had I, 12 for 25. There was some stat. He was, uh, he's, hey, he was the with LeBron and, like, two other people that ever dropped 50, I guess, in their in their rookie campaign. And I'm like, dude, the kid's a scorer. I know he put – he had Iguodala on the skates out there. I I love Trey oh, Young. He's, he's just he, – he's, like, so down to earth, he seems like, and he just goes out and just fires away from anywhere. Balling, baby, straight balling. I was like, "Oh my god, look at this kid go!" Can they get? They, they can't get into the playoffs. They can't sneak their way into the playoffs, can they? I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. No. They're, they're a next year team. They they get another uh, uh, maybe a free agent over the summer. They could be a team, the a sneaky team next year to look for in the futures market. Absolutely. Um. With that being said, that's pretty much. Uh, unless you want to do a little uh, like golf, uh, I'm pretty sold on Rory McIlroy. Don't be afraid to put a little money on him either. Yeah. Uh, That'll be my golf pick, too. Uh, but that's pretty much it, Ev. I mean, like I said, uh, I told Everly uh, I was out making, uh, creating sins last night. My life is a joke. My decision-making is awful. But uh, here I am today on the phone with all of you. Uh, yeah, um, Alan, he uh, he sent me a text yesterday and said he spent uh, a nice amount of money on, like, the week of his birthday and going out to the bar and everything. I said, sheesh, man. I'm like, instead of spending any of that money, if you would have just bet that all on, like, on like a game and just like doubled your money real quick, like no big deal. But obviously, oh, okay. betting's not like that because there's no locks or anything. So remember that bet responsibly. Um, yes. yes. Bet, bet what you can lose. And um, any of these, like if you want to bet a, a golf rate, a golf race, if you want to bet a, a golf tournament, or you want to bet a race or something, small money, less than lunch money for you. Yes. Um, yes. Nothing big. If you really do want to get into this, start following maybe an NBA team or a college team or a college conference or. Research, research. We preach research here. The this is where I always say I always say the less like I do follow like all of college basketball. I could tell you a lot about like how East Tennessee State's the best mid major and probably gonna upset someone in the tournament is like a twelve or thirteen seed. They could shoot the lights out, blah blah blah. I could tell you a, a lot of shit, but um, if you're just getting into this, follow a conference, follow the Big Ten or the Big East, or, or just focus on that. Watch as many games you can, read as much as you can, and believe me, you'll get better at this. And listen to us, of course. We thank all of you degenerates for following in our footsteps and being more degenerate forms of yourselves. I think that's enough rambling for us. Um, That's uh, me and Alan's week three. Uh, Like we always say, tell a friend, tell an enemy, um, tell anybody. Like if you're in class and your professor's just sitting there waiting for someone to answer a question, just raise your hand and say, hey, just listen to the Book It podcast. And if he looks at you crazy or something, just say, hey, that's my answer. I don't know what the question is. Just that's your answer to any question. 
and then uh, crack a nice cold beer, and then uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on the desk. That's what you do. Of course, that uh, that might get you kicked out, but hey, you'll have a story to tell for uh, your lifetime. So, Absolutely. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for watching. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks everyone for listening. Alan, thanks for joining me as always. Uh, be back again. You. Be back again next week. Same time, same place. We're getting into March, baby. And as I said last year, and I'll keep saying this year, we'll sleep in April because March, you don't sleep. There's no time for sleep. See everyone later. Alan, once again, thank you. Have fun. Game.